Hey guys, welcome to another episode of More Than a Podcast. This is your host, James. Um, you know, this is, it, it's kind of crazy. You know, I'm going to start off this episode basically acknowledging uh, a lot of things, actually. Uh, one being, you know, the fact that I kind of took like a small hiatus, you know, a little week off. Um, but the other thing that I wanted to acknowledge um, most definitely is the passing of uh, Chadwick Boseman. Uh, who died at the age of uh, 43. And, um, you know, this is something that actually was announced uh, last night. And, you know, a lot of people are taking it, you know, on, on their own levels. And I think for me, um, this is something that gave me relief, um, you know, reading about, you know, him passing. And the relief came from the fact that, you know, I'd like to believe that when, you know, when we're not a part of this world anymore, um, you know, we go on to um, to a point where we, we don't have to suffer and we don't have to think about these worldly things, things that we go through on a daily basis. Um, I definitely, um, you know, my heart definitely pours out for uh, his family, his kids, his wife. Um, but I know from my own beliefs that he's in a better place, you know, and, and, you know, that, that's the first thing I want to acknowledge. Um, secondly, I, you know, I want to say that he, he was a genius, you know, in his way, um, what he did for us, you know, in entertainment is in a lot of ways insurmountable. You know, I mean, w one thing that people don't recognize or the majority of people don't tend to recognize, especially when you star in like Marvel films, <laughs> you star in Marvel films and all of a sudden you are that uh, you're that character. And listen, being Black Panther uh, for the rest of your life isn't a bad gig. But, you know, Chadwick did so much more. And, you know, a lot of what I appreciated from him um, you know, has very little to do with Black Panther. I thought he was absolutely great in Black Panther. I thought it was, you know, a really good call for him uh, to to play T'Challa. And he did a really good job. Um, but, you know, if you didn't know, because uh, some people may say, well, I don't know him outside of that. I mean, this guy played a lot of historic characters in a lot of his movies. I mean, he did a lot of uh, entertaining movies. Um, you know, just for the basis of entertainment. But, you know, he did he did a lot of movies to, you know, vocalize the uh, the importance of certain historical figures. He uh, starred as Jackie Robinson in uh, 42, um, which, uh, it, you know, many of you uh, should know, you know, Jackie Robinson was the first African-American baseball player uh, in the major, you know, in the MLB. Um, he played Thurgood Marshall in, uh, in, you know, a film about, you know, one of the first or, or the first, sorry, uh, Supreme, um, court black justices. Um, he played, uh, James Brown in a, in a film called, uh, get on up, uh, which was the name also of one of James Brown's songs. And again, like he really put, you know, um, history in a context that if you, you know, if you're not someone who wants to learn 
through the books or through the the direct story of of a person then you know in the form of entertainment he gave you that and you know I, i just i just really really feel like you know chadwick was the gift that kept on giving and he will be missed you know he will absolutely be missed and it's 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 not a tragedy it is a celebration you know because we we go through what we go through to get to you know to get to this point and the one thing that that i think is the most important is that we realize you know we realize uh that you know nothing is forever you know um we have to realize that um in our perception of others and in ourselves um and i think that that's important going into my next topic which is how we treat each other racism you know the you know i i don't i i get so lost and this is a part of the this is the bigger part of the reason that i didn't do a show last week because you know there's there's been so much going on i'm 40 years old and i've i've seen so much you know in you know 32 years you know because that's probably you know eight years old is probably the time where where i could actually start comprehending a lot of what's going on around me and you know in in the in those years i mean you can see you know so much of the difference in how people treat you um in how people act around you um and to be honest in in all of my years life has just gotten worse you know and 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 I and I say that I say that very very loosely because I don't I don't want to undermine any of the significance of what people have gone through historically to get African Americans as far as they've gotten at this point but in my in my perspective I think I think the way that I think the way that it's so hard. It's really so hard to compre- to to comprehend what's going on. But for me, it's kind of like I'd much rather you look me in my face and give me a reason to why you feel the way you feel than to stab me in the back and tell me that you resent me because of who I am. You know, I, I, I it's so weird. You know, racism is so weird. Because I don't I don't fathom hating any one type of person for any reason, you know, and and I have never now I will I will be honest. My my grandmother was a racist and she didn't she didn't live her life full of hate. Yet she expressed a lot of, you know, her thoughts as far as particular individuals um or particular races i'm sorry because you know she didn't know enough of, of about an individual to really to really uh you know give a good characterization that would 
probably take taking her out of her racist thoughts. But she also was very contradicting because she had to work with these people who she so-called, you know, didn't like or hated or whatever. And, you know, she never explicitly ever said, I hate these people. But, you know, she would I remember growing up, she would just say a lot about, you know, uh, certain races and whatever. And it was just always like, why? Why are you even that way? And, you know, like for me growing up, I was completely against her grain. Um, being that she was the one that raised me, um, you know, you figure that you're going to go ahead and take on a lot of the values of the people that you're around. But that was definitely a value that I could never understand. And I never really agreed with because one of the things about me as an individual is I have to understand the full context of why something or someone or anything exists. You know, we as people exist because it is the world's mystery. But why are we racist? There's no point. Like there's nothing that I can think in a very, you know, uh, logical sense to say, yeah, that that actually makes sense. That actually makes sense. No, it doesn't. It never makes sense. And that's how I view it. I, I don't get it. You know, um, and it, and it goes into a lot of what we've been recently, you know, experiencing, especially from the perspective of African-Americans. You know, <clears throat> you know, I hear I hear a lot. I hear a lot of people say and and I totally agree, you know, um, that as an African-American, they they fear the police. I absolutely 110 percent agree. Now, I don't so much fear them in my own city because I live in a city where um, I where I live. You know, we are all close knit, even the police like we all you know, the police don't draw guns over here. Not not over here. Um, and when they draw guns, you know, it's 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 extremely, you know, pushed to the level that it needs to be where you say, I can understand why, you know, you have your gun out case in point. Um, you know, I've, I've had police come to my home, uh, you know, looking for particular people and, you know, if they come and they, you know, like, first off, I've never had a police officer just straight up come in my house. Even if they're serve, serving a search warrant, they don't, they've never come in my house. And I'm not saying that it doesn't happen with other people, but I'm just letting you know that there are, you know, people and systems that are in place that actually function as they should. And I've had, you know, police officers, guns drawn, you know, giving me direction in the in in, in and I've been in situations where it, it's been pitch black. You know, I've been in situations where I came to, you know, like I've come to the door you know, under police direction with a cell phone in my hand, which in a lot of cases that you hear about with people who are shot mistakenly. Oh, I thought it was a gun. You know, like I've been in situations like that. And that's why a lot of times I can't comprehend why. It's gotten to a point where, you know, either police are just so much more. On, you know, so much closer to the risk factor or they're just not trained properly. You know, but but it's so sad when you when you hear the stories and you see the news and the videos and that's that's the worst right there. That's where it's gotten more impactful 
because now we are are filming and people around us are filming. So everything is there. And I just think it's 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 crazy what people do. You know, I don't, I, the, the, the name of the gentleman escapes me, but one of the saddest. Um, well, firstly, let's talk about what happened, you know, uh, a week ago, you know, with with the, the gentleman who, you know, he's getting he's trying to go to his car so he can get in the car with, you know, with his with his kids. His kids are in this truck or I believe it's an SUV or something. And from the beginning of the video, I told myself these these police officers just don't have a handle on the situation because because if you if you are detaining him he wouldn't he wouldn't exercise his right to move away from you that's the first thing i thought i said this is this is going to be bad because they have their guns out and they're trailing him they're not they're not detaining him they're not exercising a level of authority because he clearly doesn't care. And the minute he tries to get in his car, you know, he gets shot in the back seven times. And from my understanding, you know, from my understanding, you know, uh, you know, police are supposed to just shoot until their clips are empty or whatnot. But I just think that I think that's I think that's so wrong. Like that, that right there is wrong. Shooting somebody in their back with their back to you. Now, yeah, you you may have an argument. Oh, he could have been reaching for something. OK, right. But the fact that you didn't detain the suspect properly is what puts you in this compromising situation in the first place. You know, and I'm not here to argue about it. I just think it's straight up wrong. You know, the young man who was pulled over and in full compliance told the police officer that he had a registered weapon in the glove compartment. And he was he was shot in the driver's seat, shot in front of his girlfriend, in front of his daughter. Just shot. Just shot. But. You know, and, and you know. You know, it's it's really it's really hard to comprehend when you when you see the the you, when you when you when you see the counter. Or, or the contrast you know, because and and again, I don't like putting things in black and white. Like, I don't want to say, oh, it's you versus us or us versus them. But some things are just painted more clearly. You know, you just had a, a young man, a 17 year old, a 17 year old uh, white, white guy who goes into a civil protest and starts gunning people down. And is apprehended. You know, it's apprehended. Not not shot, not even not even a not even a, a a wound to the shoulder, 
just straight up apprehended. I watched another video of a of a white guy um, fighting police to get back to his car, opens his door, gets about that close and is just apprehended. And I and I guess, you know, what I want to understand is like, why? Why is the threat so much worse with darker skin? Like, why is that the case? Like, I, I don't I don't know. I don't understand. I, I I. I was at a point in life when I was younger, when I was around 21, 22, <clears throat> where those things were still going on. You know, like this is nothing new to me. This is just it's just all being caught on tape. That's what you guys don't understand. This stuff has been going on forever. And I used to live a very paranoid life because, you know, especially as a, as a kid or a young man who walked everywhere, took buses everywhere. I just didn't want to have a, you know, and, and cops used to do this. <clears throat> they used to <clears throat> pull up on suspects I, I you know i'll say uh, lightly and they want to check you and do and this is and you know this is before people especially people of color really understood that you have a right you know you figure okay cop pulled me over i guess i'm under arrest so you know this that and the other and i gotta say all this stuff and i gotta do all this stuff and you know god bless the internet we can learn so much about our rights but bless the library even more because it's been there forever and you can just go and read you know but again this stuff has been happening forever and you know it's it's so strange because the time we live in it just it, it it's it doesn't feel like I don't feel like it's ever going to get better. I feel like it's going to get worse before it gets better. You know, that's the way I see it. And when I think about what is it that we have to do, I just I believe that what we have to do is we have to come together as a people, not as races, but as a people. Nobody, no one person should, you know, like, every, you know, like it, it. I, I, I have a son, right? And my son is half white and, you know, his his grandparents in the beginning looked at my position as an infiltration. You know, they were not pleased with me. And the same happened with my grandmother when I brought, you know, my my then uh, girlfriend around. You know, she looked at it as an infiltration upon her people. And it's like we are all the same people. You know, like and, and that's what we have to get away from. We have to get away from feeling like because, you know, because a, a particular race comes around in this circle that they don't understand the circle. And if they don't understand the circle, then just make it easy for them to assimilate to that circle. But we should all be able to fit in the same structure because we're all human. Being any other color doesn't make you any better or worse than the next person that you may be standing next to. 
That that's that's my point. Like my my point is just we need we need to just stop fighting each other and start caring about each other. Because going back to you know the point with with uh with Chadwick Boseman, it's like here here's a current example of how life doesn't care about whether you're black, you're white, you're Mexican, you're uh, Korean, you're Chinese, you're, you know, Indian. It doesn't care. It, it comes and it goes. It's like waves on the beach. And, and we have to just stop and think about that. You know, as limited as life is, we want to spend a we want to spend a great portion of it distancing ourselves and pushing ourselves away from each other instead of embracing each other because we're all here together. We're all here together trying to figure out the great mystery of what life is all about. And we do it better if we did it together. But people don't think that way. And it's so sad. And I and honestly, I don't I don't give up. I don't I don't give up on the belief that people can be better. I'm always going to believe in the best part of people. Was my grandmother a racist? Yes. Was she a great person? Absolutely. And her greatness in my eyes came from her ability to learn from my experiences, because when she saw my son and saw that there was beauty that can come out of a, of a connection that wasn't by her standard what was she going to say my cousin has a hispanic uh wife and he's he's got three four children all beautiful children and what what is she going to say? Oh, they would have been cuter if they were all black. Like, no, these are beautiful, great kids being raised by loving parents, regardless of their race. No more, no less. It's like I'm not going to love you any less because you aren't all of what I am. And, I, you know, like I grant I grant my I grant my grandmother as much of a pass as to say that, you know, she grew up in a very turbulent time, you know, um, when you know, race, race was the type of thing that, you know, was, it was, it was law abiding. You know, you couldn't be a certain race doing certain things because it was like, it was the law. You know, she grew up in that time, you know, and then to come up in a, you know, in, in a life where she was able to see rights come for her people um and see some sort of progress but just not quite you know like i could i could i could understand but again i i think it's easier to i think it's easier in life when we can take this journey together with the help of each other and stand together arm in arm and say that we are brothers and sisters and we love each other and we care about each other and that we would do 
the same for each other that we would do for ourselves or those that we would say are only like us. We have to abolish this thought that there's only us. We have to. It's the only way. I mean, that's the way I that's the way I see it. Um you know, it's so hard to segue because again, like I, I said, this 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 has all been just really heavy and real within this past uh week. You know, this this time. You know, it's been just you know, it's really again, it's really difficult when you think about, you know, everything that that you know basically everything that we're going through and you know how we you know it I, like i i don't like i don't want to say like i'm going through anything personally but in observation this stuff has just been a lot to deal with um but i just want to hope and believe that people will be better um and one of the things that i've been doing besides praying <laughs> is uh I've been getting back into photography, which photography is a big thing to me. Um, it's always been really huge. Um, my father was a photographer and um, a professional photographer, actually. And uh, he, you know, he did great work. And, you know, I never, you know, in my time, because my father was kind of in and out. And in time with him, it was crazy because I never truly got to understand his professionalism for uh photography so a lot of what he did in photography i just never learned um but you know i i think i got my uncanny um uh, you know abilities from him and you know i got my i got my first camera you know um what was it maybe two three years ago two three yeah maybe two three years ago and um yeah i mean i it's crazy because i like the the camera that i got um uh, it was a uh, Nikon D5600 and it was so funny because it it looks so much better than you know like your camera phone or or the little square cameras you buy in you know Walmart or whatever it was just it was just better so i just thought anything i took with that was just going to be better but i never really tapped into like the the real true essence of what photography can be and i'm still learning so that's that's the most important thing but um i got into an unfortunate situation and my camera was stolen taken away from me um but i've acquired another camera now i'm shooting with a d7000 which is an older model of a camera but it still um is as effective as what i originally had so cool beans um but, you know, I, I said, man, I really want to start taking this like really, really seriously. So um, one of the things the one of the first things I went out to grab um, was a tripod, which I can't understand. Well, OK, I, w I did have a tripod, but, you know, do you ever I don't know if you ever know those uh, those deals you can get with like Amazon or um, eBay or whatever. And it's like, oh, buy this camera for this price and we'll give you all of these filters and we'll give you all of these uh you know all of these accessories we'll give you a memory card and we'll also give you a tripod and that was the deal that i got and it was so funny because everything in the everything in the kit was super shoddy outside of the camera even the tripod like the tripod literally was something that you can fit in a backpack full of books like it it was that small it's still erected to a to a 
about a three and a half uh, foot uh, uh, tripod, but it was just lanky. And I mean, you could the wind could just blow it over. So um, I said, you know what? I'm going to get me a really good tripod. I actually got me a tripod um, um, from a company called KNF Concept. They actually make really nice tripods. Only thing I, I was a little upset about was that, you know, you see it. Well, here's the thing. Um, I like to support, um, I like to support all merchants. Um, but if, but for the fact of getting things quickly, I like to try to order domestically when I can. And I thought that this was a domestic company because it was like K and F concept. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't sound uh, like it's coming from anywhere else. So let's just do it. It's probably coming from Texas. So, um, but no, it, it came out of China and and I knew once I saw that it came out of China, I said, oh, this is going to take forever because they're going to have to do customs and whatever, whatever. But it's it's a really well-made uh, structure. It keeps my camera absolutely still. I've actually posted a few pictures on my Twitter um, of some of the um, things I've been shooting. And man, it, it's it's just it's amazing. It's amazing. It's like anything I need to do to keep the camera, you know, that that where I need a still camera, that uh, tripod is amazing. I'll I think I've also taken a picture of the tripod. Yeah. So if you want to see the tripod, you can go on Twitter uh, on my Twitter page and uh, see what I bought because it's there. Um, I also got into and I know I just said this as far as the kit that I had the first time um, filters. And I don't know what filters they gave me um, with the first one because I didn't know what filters did. I really didn't. I just felt like, you know, oh, this is supposed to be a filter to give me little effects. Well, my camera has enough effects in it, so I don't need these filters. No, you need the filters. <laughs> you need the filters. You totally need them. Um, I was lucky enough when I bought my first uh, 50 millimeter prime lens that uh, one of the uh, uh, the camera technician he actually gave me a free uh uv filter shout out to silvio's cameras in torrance um really really cool people over there uh, and it was a cool dude for doing that because i wouldn't been i wouldn't i would not have been protecting my element um my glass if uh you know he didn't give me that so gave me that free of charge and uh yeah so but you know you need you know there's if there's different things you want to do you're going to need different filters so um you know, I got I got into the filters where, um, you know, I could take, you know, shots with more exposed light. And yeah, you know, so that has been what that's been. So it's been really cool. And outside of doing the photography, you know, it hasn't been much else I've been up to. Like I've actually stopped playing games for a little bit. Um, you know, I used to play a bunch of uh, Switch games which I just could not put the switch down. And it was only because the switch was just so, um, was so just versatile as far as like how I function. It's like, I'm always on the go. I'm always moving. I'm always here, there, everywhere. And I just need some kind of fix as far as like a stable game. And uh, that was what that did. But now it's like, now I'm kind of settling again. So it's like, okay, now I need games to play. And I'm not really, so here, here here's the other thing. I'm kind of closing out myself on the belief that I'm going to buy any more games for PS4 um, because I'm just kind of ramping myself up for the PS5. I want to be one of the first in line to get it. I want to get it on day one and I want to be just be ready. Um, so there's that. And yeah, I'm just I like so I'm kind of missing out on certain games that are coming and that I should be playing. Um, but more 
more for the greater purpose of, uh, you know, of obtaining a newer system. But, you know, one thing I, I, that ran across my mind is that, again, I believe I want to get back into Final Fantasy 14. Now, it's so it's so crazy. Like my love and hate for Final Fantasy 14. Well, I don't I don't hate the game, but, you know, I, I think Final Fantasy 14 is a really great uh, MMO RPG. Um, but the one thing that really bothers me is that I never have people to play with. And I think, you know, that that go that goes into a lot of how I have dealings with social media, because I got I get a lot of people who say, I'll play with you. I'll play that game with you. I will be there and I will play with you. And they're never there. And it's like, what do you do? And I and I, I'm not the kind of person that will call people on anything like that. So when people don't show up, I'm just like, all right, whatever. <laughs> you know, you weren't there. Um you know, I had it happen with Dark Souls recently. Like I bought it and I was like, oh, I'm, you know, at the very least, I'll, I'll get to a point where I can actually defend myself. And no, pe- people <clears throat> want. And, and that's something uh, just as a small segue. That's something I really dislike about the Dark Souls community. Like they're less prone to help you um, and they're more they're more eager for you to just do it yourself. Like they reemphasize that you just need to just do it. You just need to do it. It's like, but I'm not asking to just do it. I'm asking for you to help me. Like if you if you don't want to help me, just say no. But don't don't tell me that I need to just do it because that's not how I function. I function on a whole different level. Um, and there's nothing in the book or 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 on the game that says you have to do this alone. You know, but people in the community have taken on this belief that, yeah, everybody has to play it by themselves because that's the only way you're going to ever know you're any good. Nah, I'm not with that. <laughs> so um, but it it's like that. it's like that in Final Fantasy 14, man. It's like and and I get a lot of feedback with people who say, well, this has actually happened and, and, and I've and I've never spoken back about it to the people that have said it. But I'm going to say it now. So I've I've spoken with uh, with with uh, some young ladies and I'd say, man, this this game's crazy. You know, like I can never seem to find people who can help me. And, you know, their their uh, their answer is, well, I I find guilds and I have people that help me all the time. It's like, yes, because you're a woman <laughs> like that's it. Like these these freaking guys are out there looking for you. They want to know that you're a girl because they want they want to help you in the return of favors, you know, like, oh, you know, you'll maybe you'll talk to me. Maybe we'll be social. Maybe we'll be a couple and get married and have babies. You know, it's like that's how they think. OK, that's how they think. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, um, I I cannot get that same reaction. Um, it, it's it's a little weird and it's a little off putting. And, you know, like I just I enjoy the game. I think it plays amazingly. Um but I think that there is also a level of toxicity because, you know, you get you, you know, you get in the situations like you may be running a dungeon and people want to get mad at you because you aren't functionally doing what they deem you should be doing. And so it makes everything uncomfortable. And, you know, if you get into especially when you get into games where you can be kicked you know, that's that's a really discouraging thing to think that somebody will kick you out of a game because you don't understand uh, how to do something. And, and I don't know where we've lost our way where, you know, you have people who could just say, is this your first time playing? Yeah, it's my first time playing. OK, well. Do you want me to show you how to do this 
maybe before we get into that or let's just run this one through if we fail we fail but i'll take some time and i'll show you how to do this it's like we people don't have time for each other anymore they, they don't you know everything is just so it's it's a microwave mentality it's like we have to win now you know it has to be in one shot we have to, you know, we have to, uh, you have to know what you're doing right off the back. There's no way if, Andrew buts about it. And yeah. And I just, I don't know. Like, I feel like that's, I feel like it's a bit backwards. I feel like it's really backwards actually, um, you know, to, to approach games where they're, you know, the, the strongest emphasis is on community. Um, and people don't, you know, they don't reinforce that. So, I don't know. And then, like I said, I've heard I've heard it from so many different perspectives. Uh, you know, I've heard women tell me, oh, they're you know, they're they're welcomed in every circle. It's like, of course, because you're a girl, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, I've been told, oh, well, maybe it's your server. It's like, no, it's not about servers. Like, I don't believe in that. Like, like, you know, uh, you know, just because, you know, like this corner isn't any better and it doesn't have better people because of this. Like what would make it any different? Like what would be the formula that ma that makes this server worse? You know what I mean? Like we're good people just told, oh, yeah, you should go over there in that corner because that's where all the good people are. Like, no, <laughs> come on. So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm thinking about getting back into it. The only thing is, is like um, I, Square Enix in themselves, like. They don't really they don't really believe in discounts because <laughs> like I'm looking for this game to be cheaper. I mean, it's thirty nine ninety nine. And yeah, you do. Uh, um, Shadowbringers is their latest expansion. And I have all these expansions on uh, PS4, but I want to play it on PC. And man, it's thirty nine ninety nine. And I mean, like you guys make me log into the same exact account. So can't you just account for the fact that I have the same game? Like, come on, think about it. I don't know. But. We'll see. Maybe that'll be an adventure that I can talk about on the next episode. So look forward to that. Hey, guys, I um I hope you enjoyed uh, in some ways this episode. I hope it was enlightening, uh, informative, and um, I definitely hope that it did. It gave its intention of shining light um, on on a, you know, unsurmountable star um, that was Chadwick, Bo Chadwick Boseman. Um, he will absolutely be missed. Um, I know I will miss him um, and his genius and, and what he brought to the world. Um, but I, again, I know that he's in a better place um, resting as comfortably as a king can. So um, rest in peace, Chad, Chadwick. Um, hopefully you guys uh, are able to learn something uh, out of what you know, I've spoken, you know, I'm not a professional in any sense of the way, but I do believe that, you know, in our experiences, we can teach each other and we can uh, become better because of each other. Um, so with that being said, um, I will ask you guys, as I've always done through this show, uh, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and I will see you guys next time. Bye, guys. <laughs>